0: Thank <music> you.
1: You cut out. I didn't hear. I was just like, hmm. what? I just thought you were laughing to yourself. I was, um, I was
0: singing that Xenon song, Supernova uh, Girl.
1: Supernova Girl. Yeah.
0: yeah. You're listening to Something Weird. I'm Brooke, and this is Anna.
1: Hello. We are. <laughs> i trying to play it off like I had <laughs> it up. God didn't. damn it. Okay, okay, go. Uh-oh.
0: You're listening to something weird. I'm Brooke, and this is Anna.
1: Howdy folks. Here you'll find semi-regular dialogue on all things paranormal, or sometimes just even a little bit weird. We're lifelong friends who have had an affinity for the strange since we first met. Now we're here to trek the planes of strange
0: with you. So how this works is each week, one of us will dig into a paranormal tale as we ponder the question, do we want to believe? And it's my turn, and I get to tell the story this week once again. And guess what, Anna?
1: What?
0: Kind of another history base.
1: Oh, come on. (laughs) I can't help it.
0: I see them, and I get so excited, and then I just start, I'm sorry
1: better be good
0: no it's pretty good
1: it's pretty good yeah okay you really sold me on that
0: no it's a good one and it makes me really excited because it gives us something that we could do together um Ooh. if we want a little road trip for when you i you move have back
1: so many road trips to go on we just need to do a tour maybe one day in an alternate universe this podcast will get enough support that we can actually fund a trip Ooh,
0: but, that'd be fun. I think our number one priority is living in the same place again for the first time in how many years? How long has it been? When did you move to Cambodia?
1: Oh, 20, I was 21. It actually hasn't been that long. It's like eight years, nine years.
0: That's a long time. We spent our childhood together. I guess so, huh? Yeah, that's a nut.
1: It feels like it's been longer. I guess that's just.
0: Yeah, agreed. Oh, well, maybe someday. Okay, so I say that because hopefully someday we'll be back together, maybe back in the Northwest, and we could take a little trip to Portland.
1: Oh!
0: We've had some good times in Portland. What are your thoughts when you think Portland?
1: I think of when we went to the Ace Hotel and... I would played dinosaur and fart down machines outside of your room, uh I think of Grizzly Bear when we went to go see them. Oh, that was so good. I think of Powell's bookstore, okay, Donuts, which I don't even like, but you know booty mm-hmm. donuts
0: mm-hmm um okay, hipsters. all great things, many hipsters as well. You know, I have to admit, I don't have um, as fond of a feeling towards Portland. I love oh. the time that we have spent there.
1: Oh, but great.
0: Portland, Portland's just like the lesser Seattle. Let's be real.
1: I think I would like it more now. Seattle's a nightmare.
0: Okay. Well, I haven't been there in a long time. But I feel like anytime I would go to Portland, by like day two, she's
1: like, can we leave? Well, yeah. Like, i agree but it's so sprawling
0: In the freeways are a disaster and i would always get lost because i always drove
1: Ooh, they actually have a great xiao bao restaurant there they um, do have
0: really good food stumped down coffee is from there so i'll give them that that's about it sorry okay. portland anywho so portland You have probably heard of it as Town. You've probably heard the phrase, keep Portland weird. Or you watched the show Portlandia, which is a pretty accurate representation. I like to think of it as the lesser Seattle, but some people would disagree with me. That's fine. Whatever. But going
1: to get a lot of hate for
0: this. Whatever. (laughs) Like anyone in Portland
1: listens to this. Like anyone listens to this. I (laughs) know.
0: If you didn't know, I didn't know this. But one of the lesser-known nicknames of Portland is actually the Forbidden City of the West. Did you know that?
1: I didn't. It Kinda sounds like something here. for Vegas.
0: Right? It sounds really dirty. Which isn't wrong. So I did a little bit of digging into Portland's past, and it turns out that for over 150 years, Portland has been the subject of many stories and theories and even like folklore and legends. Surrounding the infamous Shanghai tunnels that sprawl underneath the city streets.
1: Oh.
0: If we go back to 19th century Portland, this isn't surprising. We know this, having lived on the West Coast and grown up there. Portland was a very major port town. Port, the name. Um. (laughs) So it's along the Willamette River. And then that Willamette River can connect onto seas, going to destinations all over the world. Throughout the 19th century, you saw ships filled with mostly wheat, also timber, that would stop along the Willamette River and then continue on to more exotic destinations like Asia and Europe. Hmm. Port towns often um, to kind of cater to the uh, people that are brought to town.
1: Sailors. Sailors.
0: So to cater to the sailors, oftentimes port towns kind of had a bad reputation because some really seedy stuff went on. Same thing with Seattle, same thing with San Francisco. You're going to see a lot of brothels, um, a lot of gambling dens, tons of speakeasies, especially when we get into Prohibition era. So this is kind of standard for any port town of the time, but what's unique about Portland is that underneath all of the nasty stuff that was going on on the streets, there was a complex labyrinth of tunnels to serve the many ships that were coming in and out of the river that supposedly were just there for easy, like loading, unloading, and then storing tools and shit that they need for the boats or the ships. What they may have been for is much more interesting. And that's what I'm going to tell you about. They were built by the Chinese that lived in what is now Chinatown of Portland. And Chinatown at the time was actually the center of gang activity in Portland. Within that area, you're going to see, again, a lot of the gambling dens, the brothels, opium parlors, all throughout Chinatown. And these tunnels not only served the ships, but they also served as like a secret passageway or labyrinth for people to get from place to place without Mm. being seen on the street how they kind of built them if they had steel doors that went down into the tunnels and trap doors, uh, that they could quickly open and exit to lead into these secret stairways. Oftentimes, the tunnels were used to escape out into alleyways. And this was kind of a security measure that was designed for dealing with gang, like rival gangs and police raids that might have taken place. Crazy. So, yeah. So they had quite the system set up. And again, this all sounds pretty standard. If you're doing shady stuff, you kind of need a quick way to exit. Mm -hmm. And they built that for themselves all throughout Chinatown. So good for Portland. But still, that's not quite what I'm going to tell you about. I am going to tell you about the legends and theories that surround the practice of the Shanghaiing of Portland. Are you familiar with that term? I actually feel like
1: you told me.
0: I probably did. I probably in San Francisco.
1: Yes, and that it's like, it's actually pretty awful.
0: Yes, it's terrible. Uh, There's a common term of being Shanghai that refers to the capture and illegal sale of able-bodied men to different sea captains that were moving through these port towns. And if a sea captain was in need of crewmen for cheap, they would capture and sell these people into essentially a form of slavery.
1: Yes, yes. I have heard of this, but just, I mean, that's pretty much it. Y- you just get trapped and sold, and it's yeah.
0: horrible. It kind of relied on a network of middlemen that would actually kidnap the men in a number of different ways, and then would sell them off to the captains for as little as $50 a head. So, mind you, this is like 19th century time, so I don't know what that would equate to. I mean, I have no
1: idea, but...
0: But not that much. It's like... I mean, regardless, you're selling a person, so it's <laughs> horrifying, and there is no price tag for that.
1: Yeah, no. we're all like trying to find a, a reasonable number.
0: Oh, that seems like a good deal. Um, no, it's terrible. $50 was the average price for one of these Shanghai individuals. Okay. So these men that were for- or that were kidnapped and sold, they were forced to work on ships that would often end up somewhere over in Asia, so that's why it got the nickname, the Shanghai, or shanghai or mm-hmm. whatever. According to the legend, as well as some historical document, but not as much as we'd like, people were Shanghaied in Portland from roughly 1850 to 1941, and this wow. was the worst during the Prohibition years, when pretty much everything was taken underground. Some reach researchers would say that up to 1,500 people a year were shanghaied through Portland's underground tunnels.
1: Jeez.
0: So just to kind of paint a picture for you, this is what it would look like for some that were captured and sold. So like you're sitting in a bar or an opium den, whatever you uh, fancy, you're sitting there, and then you start to feel a little funny because oftentimes victims were drugged with opiates, or somehow intoxicated so that they would be knocked unconscious.
1: Others, what they were kind of going to some of those dens for, if you think about yeah,
0: it, they just took it a little further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Others would just be straight up like assaulted and knocked out so that they lost consciousness. And then at that point, they were dropped or dragged into the tunnels through the trap doors called the Dead Falls, and those would be found in pretty much all bars and saloons because, again, they wanted a quick escape out into the tunnels or the alleyways. Once they dropped or dragged these people into the tunnels, they were locked away in a number of cramped underground cells until they could be sold off to a life of slavery. And since many of these people that were targeted and trapped were transients, or people that were just kind of like passing through town anyway, no one would miss them, and they would just become... Someone who disappeared without a trace along their route. Which reminds me a lot of like H.H. Holmes and how he chose a lot of his
1: victims. Yeah. Well Well, like, honestly, any killer, you know, even Area 51. Those were the people that they were... Oh, and like Dolce? Of course, you're going to find a target that doesn't have...
0: Well, yeah, if people aren't looking for you, it makes it a whole lot easier to continue your operation. And that's exactly what these people were doing. Supposedly 1,500 to 2,000 people met their fate this way, literally falling into these tunnels underground Portland. And apparently there are maps that showed the way from the entry points to the waiting docks where the soon-to-be slaves would be sold off to the sea captains. This practice was supposedly so widespread in Portland that they kind of earned the name, if you want to think of it that way, the Shanghai Tunnels, because of how many people they were shipping out. Um, and it also kind of put the city itself in a in a bit of a panic, hmm. understandably so. And it wasn't only men that they were taking, but women too. A lot of women that were either traveling through or just in the city of Portland at the time were told to take extra care to make sure that they were being safe and not put into a situation that they could be drugged or
1: kidnapped. Unfortunately, many were. So pretty much nothing has changed yeah.
0: <laughs> don't don't wear agree.
1: clothes that are going to get you kidnapped.
0: Yeah. So women were allegedly shanghai to be sold into prostitution. And although other ports along the West Coast, like San Francisco and even some in Seattle, they too had this like Shanghai activity. Portland's underground tunnels were claimed to be the most extravagant and made the practice the most manageable and widespread in the Pacific Northwest. So good on you, Portland. Good job. Another hit against Portland. Okay, that's just me. There's so many different like, stories and people would say that this is true, but there's kind of a big question as if this is actually true. So I'll break down what we know and what we don't know.
1: Like whether it's true that it even happened? Like that all of these people shamed? were
0: shamed. Mm-hmm. Wow. a bit of debate about it you can't debate the fact that the tunnels exist like you can still go there they offer tours you can go and see the labyrinth underneath the city they're there but we have to ask what evidence is there to say that these tunnels were actually used for shanghai is there any evidence at all the tunnels historical record would show that they were definitely used for housing immigrant workers And for some other illicit purposes, like acting as opium dens, drinking down there during prohibition, doing, I don't know, whatever else you want to do and not get found out. Mm -hmm. So it's like shady stuff was going on, but we can't prove for sure if they were actually used for Shanghaiing, even though they earned that name through its reputation. I kind of think like if it earns the reputation or the name, the Shanghai Tunnels, it was probably happening.
1: Well, and it's also like they didn't want to get caught. They weren't leaving a record of, yeah, Yeah. we stole this person and shipped them out this day and got X amount of dollars. So the question would be, you know, whether they're able to find anyone who is, quote, shanghaied and then ask about their experience.
0: Um, I actually looked quite a bit into firsthand accounts. Um, They're really difficult to find and i'm assuming that's because these people were probably never seen or heard from again and the couple stories that i did find it wasn't quite a first hand account but they were saying they like mistakenly got caught up in a in a shanghaiing like operation um but then they were released like shortly thereafter
1: wait wait they were Shanghaiing someone and then they got arrested and released or they they...
0: accidentally got shanghaied but then they realized that they were like already working for some sea captain or had some connection to one of the like merchant ship companies or whatever and it was like oh shit we can't take you and then they would release them because they can't take people who are important which sounds really mean
1: well, no, it makes sense, but I also... My mind went more towards... They were like, oh, actually, we don't want you. You're <laughs> you're pretty worthless. <laughs> so, go back to being drunk. They, like,
0: capture some skinny little Portland hipster. They're like, ah,
1: uh, yeah. Do you know how to chop wood? No, you just dress like you do. Oh, that's... Do you, that's you know how to... C- Cut hair? No. No. Uh, Um, Yeah, I I guess.
0: You just have no skills. So, no, I couldn't really find first-hand accounts. Not that they're not out there, but I didn't find them. But what I did find um, is a kind of famous figure within the Shanghai world. Everything that I've been telling you about is around Portland specifically, but we already know that Shanghai wasn't just occurring in Portland. It was pretty much like up and down the West Coast in major port cities. And history can actually confirm some of the individuals that were a part of the operations in different parts of the country, specifically San Francisco. That was like a hotbed for all sorts of horrible things and Hmm. kind of still is today. Facebook. Twitter. One of the most infamous kind of players in the Shanghai world was James Kelly, but he's better known as Shanghai Kelly. Doesn't that ring a bell? Like you've heard that, Shanghai Kelly.
1: I want to say yes, but then I think that I'm thinking of Shanghai Joe. Who's Shanghai Joe? And that's a dumpling place in New York.
0: Okay. Definitely it's not great.
1: That. <laughs> Soup dumplings.
0: Shanghai Kelly. Um, he ran a number of bars, uh, saloons, and boarding houses in San Francisco, and he set himself up with the perfect network to have, like, a steady supply of victims that he would kidnap and then sell off to sea captains for money. And this was all along the San Francisco waterfront. Yikes. Yeah.
1: It's, like, hostile. Ooh.
0: Oh, I forgot about that movie. <laughs> kind of. Not as bloody. Well, maybe. Hey.
1: You
0: don't ever know. So looking into Shanghai Kelly, I have to send you a picture of this, too. It's a nice depiction. This is his, like, most famous heist, and it's absolutely ridiculous. It's the early 1870s, and Kelly sets sail on a rented paddle steamer, Um, and he invites over 100 guests, and he says, hey, come on this boat trip for my birthday. So he's doing, like, A houseboat birthday party, pretty much. (laughs) Now, what the guest didn't know is that their whiskey was laced with opium, and he knocked out everybody on that boat. So by the time that they were knocked unconscious by the opium-laced whiskey, he was able to offload them to three ships that were waiting at sea to buy the people and force them into labor on their ships. These were his
1: friends?
0: I guess. I mean, he was... He's, like, like kind of a big name, and he was successful, so maybe it was, like, oh, Shanghai... Or, oh, James Kelly. He's down for a good time.
1: He's, like, the shitty slave-trading Gatsby.
0: He knocks these people out. He gets them off the boat, sells them to these three ships that are waiting, and his number one concern was not that he just drugged 100 people and sold them off that were apparently his friends and wanted to celebrate his birthday, But he was concerned that if he returned home from a pretty, like, well-publicized event and the ship was empty, that people were
1: going to start asking questions and he would get in trouble. Well, yeah, of course. Like, he was the mastermind behind that. Yeah. And if he's going to plan that, he's not going to have any guilt.
0: And the fact that he didn't think this through is insane to me. (laughs) But what happens is, lucky him, Shanghai Kelly... Another steamer boat struck a rock and started to sink. So Shanghai Kelly goes over to that boat, rescues everyone that's on board of that boat, and says, hey, y'all, join my party. It's my birthday. And he just, like, resumes the celebration with these new crew of people, goes back home to San Francisco, and no one seems to notice that it's 100 different people that come home.
1: That is ridiculous.
0: It's horrible and, like, disgusting,
1: but it's kind of amazing. You also can totally see how that would happen. Totally. If you've ever been, like, at an all-nighter, the next morning, you don't even know who you are.
0: Let alone the person next to me all night.
1: You're just glad you're alive.
0: So another kind of notorious individual during this time period was Joseph Bunko Kelly. Not the same Kelly. This is Kelly with an E. And he admitted that he shanghaied over 2,000 men and women during a 15-year career. So one of his most infamous deals was in 1893, and he delivered 22 men who had mistakenly, bear with me, had mistakenly consumed embalming fluid from the open cellar of a mortuary, (laughs) passed out, got knocked unconscious, he scooped them up, all 22 of them, and then he sold all of the men, most of whom ended up dying, (laughs) to some, like, poor captain that didn't realize they were dead until after he left. Oh my
1: god! That is so wild <laughs> on so many levels.
0: How do you accidentally drink embalming fluid?
1: Okay, well that is not so questionable. What? Because, hold on. Think of just like a dumb frat house. Twenty-two guys, just like, oh yeah, dude, let's let's get this juice, and they'll just drink what the fuck ever. Yeah, they all pass out. What I can't get over is, they were all, some of them were dead. Most of them were dead. And he bought them. And I can't, I don't feel bad for him because he was buying from the slave trade. So I'm kind of like, you get what you pay for. Well, no, that doesn't work in that scenario. But <laughs> it's just great. It's
0: so bad on so many levels. But they were dead.
1: Everyone got screwed in that scenario except for Kelly.
0: Um, yeah, no, he made off like a bandit. Big payday. Um, no skin off his back, so good for him.
1: I'm, like, why did he choose that? Why did he choose embalming fluid? No, Kelly didn't choose it. The guys
0: found it in an open cellar and drank it.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay, this... That's weird. Yeah, how do you accidentally do that? I thought someone was like, I thought Kelly was like, here's this grog, fellas, let's party. And they were like, yes, and, but no, they just stumble into a cellar and they're like, "Mm, It must have been like, they were so desperate
0: to just get trashed that anything that kind of resembled the smell of alcohol, they're like, yes, let's go.
1: They're like, this jug of piss? Okay, (laughs) let's go. so stupid. Hey. We all know someone. We all know someone who you know would do that. Yeah.
0: I mean, we all live through our early 20s. Is there a true connection between the tunnels, the basements and the trap doors in the hotels and bars and the act of kidnapping? So like the act of knocking someone unconscious, throwing them down a trapdoor, and then getting them into this these like series of tunnels. If we were to talk to some historians that have like dedicated quite a bit of research and time into this, they would probably say Shanghai took place. Pretty positive that there was illegal sale of individuals and the tunnels probably served as a good way to get those people onto the ships without being seen. Yes. What they really question is they doubt that it was that elaborate of an operation. Okay. So ultimately there's no historical record of, or evidence of Shanghaiing being practiced within the tunnels during that time period, but logic would kind of point you towards it was probably happening.
1: Yeah. I kind of like I don't doubt that at all. That's one side of this story.
0: You kind of have this big question mark of just how bad were things in Portland and to what extent was this Shanghaiing practice really put into action under the tunnels on the other end you have people that claim because of the dark past and all the terrible things that happen within the tunnels it's got to be haunted
1: well yeah
0: so there's one famous ghost and her name is nina spelled nina like my sister but i'm pretty sure it's pronounced nina and she why are you
1: Vince that it's that it's pronounced nina
0: because in the thing that i read it said pronounced n i g h n a wouldn't that be like night wait n nigh- i g h like night nigh yeah the so nigh and then na yeah yeah okay weird okay. fuck you
1: <laughs> it was like did some did someone tell you this story
0: someone did from a website And it's the website of the Old Town Pizza in Portland. So apparently she is a resident of Old Town Pizza in Portland, Oregon.
1: Oh, well, find me there. I know. So we
0: have to go there too after we do a tour of these tunnels. Oh, yeah. So I went on to the Old Town Pizza website, and I'm taking this pretty much straight from their website. So just know that. They say that Nina is a constant presence in Old Town Pizza and they consider her to be their resident ghost. So they always tell people when they come in, if you feel kind of like a eerie presence behind you or you s- might smell uh, a faint waft of perfume, you may have just been visited by Nina. Hmm. Uh, some visitors have claimed to see her in a black dress, observing diners and wandering the basement below. So what does a pizza place and a girl ghost have to do with the Shanghai Tunnels? I'll tell you. They claim that Nina has been there for more than 100 years. Back to 1880, there were a couple of lumber barons who built what was then the Merchant Hotel, where the Old Town Pizza is now located. That hotel catered to a lot of the wealthy people that were coming through Portland, um, because it was kind of a big like industry town at the Mm -hmm. time. Old Town Pizza now sits in the original hotel lobby, So underneath the original reception desk, which is where you now place your order for Old Town Pizza.
1: I'm on pizza now.
0: Try to focus. I can't. Pizza.
1: Sorry. Okay.
0: So where the original reception desk is, that's where you order your pizza now. And there was also like a doorway to go into the reception area. Underneath those doorboards are the Shanghai Tunnels. So the Shanghai tunnels ran directly underneath the Merchant Hotel, which is now Old Town Pizza. So Old Town Pizza is in the area that's called the Old North End, and this was a section of the city uh, with quite the reputation. Even though they had a lot of like upscale patrons of the hotel come through, it was quite well known for prostitution. And So gambling and every other illicit thing that was happening in Portland. So it was quite the destination for some travelers. Legend has it that one of the young, and they say this in quotes, working women. So that's Nina. She was sold into that life of prostitution by a white slavery market that was very prevalent and flourishing in Portland at the time. She was forced into prostitution and worked within the hotel and the surrounding area for many of the patrons of the hotel. Her story goes as missionaries were traveling through Portland, they came in contact with Nina and they tried to convince her to share information about the prostitution ring in order to free her from this life that she did not want to be a part of. I'm not sure how they plan on freeing her from this life. I don't know how.
1: And wouldn't they just want to free her?
0: Yeah, you don't have to. We will only save you if you give us what we need.
1: The conditions are this.
0: Yeah, it's pretty terrible. But it gets worse. She cooperates. She gives them the information. But soon afterwards, she is found dead in the hotel. So the legend goes, because she was forced into this life, tricked by these people and ultimately killed for trying to get herself out she now haunts the old hotel now the pizza parlor
1: oh yeah that's just a recipe for a haunting
0: her dead body was thrown carelessly down an elevator shaft and it's believed that her soul because of that never left the building she's stuck in the building her body never left her spirit is there she now haunts old town pizza and we have
1: to... I'm so down.
0: So that's just one of the ghost stories that surrounds the Shanghai tunnels. More recently, there's been some updates of an individual that claims to have some evidence as to what was actually happening down in those tunnels. Might be full of shit, but maybe not. Michael P. Jones is the founder of a group that offers tours of the Portland underground and a very strong proponent and supporter of this whole Shanghai Tunnel theory. Like he is down and living for it all. He thinks that it's great. Not great, but you know, he fully supports it.
1: <laughs> oh. Okay.
0: He claims that he has, quote, undisputable evidence of the practice that will be revealed in a forthcoming book. The evidence supposedly consists of documents, photos, and other proof of Shanghai activity in Portland's underground. Until the book is released or there's any sort of actual evidence that comes forward, it's pretty much just a legend. There's a lot of questions. There's some that believe it, some that don't. You can decide for yourself when you go take a tour.
1: I also just feel like he just needs to come out with the book. Like, that's a pretty big... Uh promise to make like this is it's like saying i've got the best picture of sasquatch i have irrefutable evidence that sasquatch is real and then just not doing
0: anything wait five years before you see any of it um i'm trying to see if the book is out i'm looking at his facebook
1: michael p jones what is it
0: yeah michael p jones I see no evidence of a book, so probably full of shit, but maybe not. Maybe in a couple of years he'll surprise us all.
1: I just feel like it's just one of those. It, that's just bad practice. Stop. Just don't talk about it unless you're just unless you're doing it.
0: Yeah, that's true. Like I
1: guess it says me, but
0: the existence of evidence is questionable there isn't any actual hard evidence that we can look at to confirm or deny whether uh, shanghai actually took place like it's such a perfect scenario for that type of illicit business to take place why not and that's kind of where people are on the issue that's all we have
1: which is unfortunate that that's kind of the the thought process of this is a lot about
0: humanity, humanity that we're like Oh, this is perfect for selling humans into forced labor. Yeah. Why the fuck wouldn't you?
1: Yeah. It's that's just like the most depressing Murphy's law. Yeah. If it can happen. It will. It will. And it probably did. Yeah, I'm. A- I have no doubt. Yeah. It's exactly. like that happens in unfortunately broad daylight. Current- no, Still
0: happening. If you have a system that's already in place to sneakily get out of a building and into an underground hidden labyrinth, exactly. Why wouldn't you use that to further the illegal sale? And we know that people are being sold into forced labor to work on these ships. So yeah. I don't know why there's so much question around this. Like everything that I was reading was like, oh, but it's probably not true. It's probably not like what they say.
1: I want to know who's saying it's not true. Are they like the descendants of...
0: Like Portland's elite?
1: Yeah. It's
0: very strange. Yeah, those are the Shanghai tunnels. And we need to go take a tour.
1: And order a double pepperoni, jalapenos, and ranch on the side.
0: So I would ask you the question, do you want to believe? But I think this is another one that it's just a clear-cut, yeah...
1: There's no question for me, really. I, I think it's it's not whether or not it happened.
0: Mm-hmm. I guess
1: the question could potentially be to the extent that, you know, people say. Right. But I I also still don't doubt that.
0: Yeah, I, I don't doubt it at all, unfortunately. I guess the real question is, like, to what extent was this an operation? But I just go back to, it's like you have the infrastructure already built for this operation to exist. So given how disgusting human beings are, like I think you're going to take advantage and use it. So what do you believe about the Shanghai tunnels? Is it just for ships and storing stuff? Or were they moving human bodies through? We want to know, so tell us. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Something Weird Podcasts
1: also want to hear every creepy little detail of your own stories whether they're paranormal spooky or just weird we'd love to share them
0: and if you enjoyed any bit or all of our podcasts let us know by leaving us a five-star rating on apple Podcasts, because it does make quite a difference and thank you all again for joining us for another paranormal tale until next week
1: stay weirdy Cool. Wait, what is that from? <laughs> oh man, what is that? It's like a man, like rearing raring up to do something funny. Yeah. Shit, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, even Steven's the dad. Is it? Yeah, hot nuggets. uh
0: yeah. <laughs>